1: Welcome to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you could join us today. It's the day after Earth Day, so we are still celebrating all things sustainability. Today, I'm really excited to talk with Michelle Sim, the Director of Sustainability at the Southern California Gas Company, also known as SoCal Gas. They've been doing a lot of projects lately um, to address climate change, resource conservation, and also to reduce the company's overall environmental footprint. And I'm Excited to talk with her about that. So welcome to Go Green Radio, Michelle.
2: For our conversation today, I
1: appreciate you having me on your show. You bet. I'm excited as well. So just give us an overview. Tell us about Southern California Gas Company, also known as SoCal Gas.
2: Absolutely. Um, SoCal Gas is a regulated utility headquartered in Los Angeles, California. We're regionally located in Southern California, but we, we are the largest gas distribution utility in the nation. So um, we deliver affordable, reliable, clean, and increasingly renewable gas service to almost 22 million consumers in more than 500 communities and really a vast area of over 24,000 square miles from Central California down to the Mexican border. So we have, you know, as you know, probably, we have 150-year history, tracing our roots all the way back to 1867. But don't let that long history um, fool you. We have been evolving, and we have been on the cutting edge of innovation uh, with renewable energy and energy efficiency
1: hmm. That it's a huge territory and, and a long history, so many good things that you've done over the years. Talk to us a little bit more about SoCal Gas's history and specifically the company's history of innovation because I'm sure <laughs> you've gone through a lot of changes throughout the years to bring the company to where it is today.
2: Yeah, you're right. You know, as a kid, Joe, the worst subject for me was history. I absolutely hated it. <laughs> but I've got to say, it has been so interesting to learn about our history here. Um, and what has been the most interesting thing to learn um, in the decades-long history of, you know, our company is really the industry-leading leadership um, SoCal Gas has exhibited. Let me give you a few examples. SoCal Gas was the first in California to have a LEED certified building. Um, And we were the first in the nation to install smart meters for the gas system, uh, where it provides data that allows us to inspect and help customers manage their energy use. We were the first in the nation to aerially map our methane emissions, which allows us to help track and mitigate methane emissions faster. Um, more effectively and more efficiently, um, this has helped us to be one of the best performing gas systems in the country. We have also been the first movers in renewable natural gas, and we can talk a little bit more about that. Um, but you know we've done innovative things like partnering with um, you know various leading edge um, you know innovators in industry, but also academia. We partnered with University of California Irvine to be the first in the nation to demonstrate and test green hydrogen pipeline injection. This is where we use surplus renewable electricity and produce green hydrogen and blend it into the gas system and it really allows us to provide long-term storage and enable us to produce more renewable electricity. Um, and provide a deeper ability to decarbonize the energy system. And I know I only said a few, so I'll stop there, but I hope it illustrates, you know, SoCal Gas's leadership and its consistent role in advancing our clean energy future. Right now, we are on the cusp of yet another evolution in our company's history, which we are very excited about. SoCal Gas um, has been shaping the energy future in California and will continue to do so. And we are helping to build it right now with the investments in renewable natural gas, or what I refer to as RNG, uh, fuel cells, carbon capture and sequestration, and hydrogen. Uh, We really are committed to being the cleanest, safest, most innovative energy company in America. And we are evolving faster than any other gas company in North America to
1: support that. That's that is so exciting and it's gotta be great working for a company that's, you know, moving, you know, so quickly in that direction and really leading the way. Um, I'm sure it's gotta be a great feeling going to work every day, knowing that that you're leading. I, I like that. Recently, SoCal Gas came out with a net zero emissions by 2045 climate commitment, and I would love for you to explain more about what that commitment means.
2: Well, this is my favorite topic, <laughs> <laughs> um, but but before I go into our climate commitment, um, it would be really important um, for me to share you know, and describe our overall sustainability strategy and effort. Now, when we talk about sustainability at SoCalGas, it is synonymous with what we commonly refer to as ESG, which stands for Environment, Social, and Governance. And people have probably have been hearing about that over the past couple of days, yesterday having been Earth Day. Um, But it really is a focus on our environmental stewardship, but also our social responsibility with our employees, customers, and communities, and the governance that we need to support the accountability and transparent reporting of that as an organization so that people see that we are making progress. So our approach to sustainability um, on what we refer to as our four pillars is simply a focus on what's truly most important to us, and that's, and, and that's these four things. First, it's achieving world-class safety. Priority number one has always been safety. It will always be safety. Um, Driving resilient operations. Resiliency of our system, not to be confused with reliability, because that is a critical difference. Um, I think it's really important to highlight um, reliability is a system working well under normal operating conditions. So things can be reliable. But when we talk about resiliency, it really is about how the system operates under what I call not normal conditions or Mm stressed conditions and circumstances. And not everything can be resilient. So driving resilient operations for us is critical. Um, Championing people and communities is our third pillar. And our company would not be what it is today without the people in it and the people we serve. So we need to be a catalyst to highlight and mobilize social diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and our fourth pillar really is enabling the energy transition. And as we transform our business, we will lead the California's clean energy future, expanding on proven and new technologies and fuels. And this is the exact point I want to really go back to your question about our climate commitment. As part of enab- enabling the energy transition, We came out on March 23rd, um, really a bold commitment to achieve net zero greenhouse gas emissions in our operations and delivery of energy by 2045 as part of our overall sustainability strategy. And in doing so, SoCal Gas uh, became the largest gas distribution utility in the nation to include scopes one, two, and three emissions in our target. Now, I want to pause here for a quick second, because I think it's important to explain a little bit why the inclusion of the words scopes one, two, and three emissions are so important. Mm -hmm. For some listeners that may not be as familiar with these terms, um, I just want to briefly go over them. Scope one and two emissions are what SoCal Gas produces from its operations, fleet, vehicles, energy use at the buildings and our fugitive emissions as well. So these are all of the things that we produce operating our business. Um, the bulk of the emissions, which is our scope three emissions, are really a result of activities that are not owned or controlled by SoCal Gas. These are actually emissions that belong to our customers, both core and non-core, mm-hmm. um, and those that have SoCal gas purchase gas for them or use third party energy service providers to do that, regardless of who purchased the energy, SoCal gas indirectly impacts the value chain and the emissions associated with it. so for that reason, all the energy that passed through our system that are purchased by our customers mm-hmm. are invariably becoming our scope three emissions. So, and we're going to you know, have to take a quick
1: break there Michelle because I and I want to hear so much more about this but we've got to take a quick commercial break but I want to know more about what you're including all the various scopes that you're including in your net zero emissions climate commitment and we'll be right back after this commercial break
0: News. conservation starts with us learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in into our wild world with host ellie weiss our show centers on africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife ecology and ourselves however we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home and most importantly we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. One talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all join us. And if you're just tuning in, let me catch you up. Our guest today is Michelle Sim, and she's the Director of Sustainability for the Southern California Gas Company, also known as SoCal Gas. And right before we had to take a quick commercial break, Michelle, you were talking about what the... Commitment to a net zero emissions by 2045 for your company means, and I had to I had to take a quick break. I'd love to give you a chance to finish explaining what that commitment means.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, you know, I was describing scope one, two, and three emissions um, because mm-hmm. it's so important. Um, And I think what I want to emphasize here just to wrap up this this question is that scope one and two make up only a very small percent of our emissions, which are the emissions that we produce at SoCal Gas. And the bulk of the emissions really are, that, um, are those that are of our customers because of the energy that they use and the energy that passed through our system. I think what we know today is that we have a pretty good idea of how to manage our scope one and two emissions. And I think what we also know is that scope three will be a challenge. Um, but I think reflecting on our decades-long history of leadership, we're well-positioned Really, to have a positive influence on our customers and partners, uh, to commit towards a net zero future.
1: Well, and it really is a lofty goal. And I'd love for you to talk to us about how SoCal Gas plans to achieve this net zero goal. Can you talk to us more about the strategies that you'll be deploying to get there?
2: Absolutely. Um, in our climate commitment, uh, we laid out some really uh, near term goals and objectives. Uh, With plans over the coming months to really build out a more extensive list um, where we list out specific and measurable frameworks in the areas of all four of our pillars. And we'll be releasing that later this year. But are some of our near term goals and, and the scope one and two emissions that we know that we can control by 2025? We've committed to achieving net-zero energy for 100% of Gas' newly constructed buildings and major renovations of buildings over 10,000 square feet. We've also committed to replacing 50% of SoCalGas's over-the-road fleet with electric, hybrid, natural gas, and fuel cell electric vehicles. Um, and we are working hard to establish statewide hydrogen blending standards, as well as completing five hydrogen pilot projects. By 2030, we plan to eliminate um, 100% of vented gas during planned transmission pipeline. Um, we also are looking to achieve a net zero energy for 50% of all of our existing buildings, and delivering 20% renewable gas to our customers. And wow. by 2035, we plan to operate 100% zero emissions over the road fleet and achieve a net zero energy of all of our buildings. So those are just a few of the things that we have planned, um, and we're we're going to build some more, um, build onto this list, and we're really looking forward to working with partners to really build out a plan for um, the bulk of our emissions, which is our scope three emissions.
1: You know, what's so cool about this, Michelle, is, you know, a lot of people think that it's the new tech companies, the cool kids on the mm-hmm. block that, that are just brand new, that are doing all of these kinds of really innovative and aggressive sustainability projects. But for mm-hmm. a company that's been around since, you know, the 1800s, this is so exciting to see people. Uh, the commitment that your company is making the plans that are already in place. Um, I really applaud what you guys are doing there, you know, in the state of California and, and all over the country, a lot of people are talking about electrification. Um, and mm-hmm. I'd love to hear your thoughts on electrification. Yeah. Great question. You know, it's clear that the overall
2: global trend in energy is leaning towards a low carbon future and a zero-carbon future. Um, equally clear, I think, is that people will use a lot more electricity. It is estimated to double in California by 2045 or triple, depending on which models you're looking at. Um, and as the demand for electricity grows, it creates the need for more long-term energy storage in, the, in various forms, including gas. It may be surprising, surprising to most, But uh, we support electrification. Um, But electrification is not possible without increased investments in the gas infrastructure that really provides the energy needed when we have renewable technologies um, that cannot produce the energy when the wind is not blowing or the sun is not shining. So electrification alone can't support the decarbonization of our largest GHG, or greenhouse gas emitters, who also happens to be the largest economic engines in the state, the industrial and processing centers and hubs, in the transportation sector. Um, I think people often forget that um, in California, particularly in Southern California, in addition to Hollywood and the beaches, mm-hmm. it, it, it is home to top industrial hubs in the nation. Um, we are also home to the two largest ports in the nation, Port of LA and Port of Long Beach. Uh, and with all of that comes emissions from trucks, ships, railroads. Um, and these are industries that are very, very difficult to electrify. And some would say you can't electrify because of the high heat requirements or high fuel requirements. So in the next quarter century, California's power demand, as it's expected to increase, double and triple, um, it will require an even stronger integrated electric and gas energy system. There have been expert, expert modeling done you know, in various scenarios, as I mentioned, of how much electricity will be needed
1: mm-hmm. and
2: how much solar and wind and battery storage can be produced. Mm-hmm. And what they find, ultimately, is that there's a big need for a reliable and resilient gas grid to help achieve that net zero emissions goal by 2045.
1: Interesting. No, oh, that's great information, Michelle. Now, I know that your company has a target of delivering 20% renewable gas to core customers by mm-hmm. 2030, and that's basically right around the corner. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's going to come up on us quick. So, And I understand that core customers means all of us who use natural gas in our homes and small to medium businesses. What might this transition to RNG look like? Will it be kind of gradual throughout the decade or would there be more of an acceleration later in the decade, maybe after 2025?
2: Well. RNG is playing an increasingly important role in the energy transition. And we're really excited about continuing to increase the delivery of RNG through our existing natural gas distribution system. And um, as you mentioned, SoCalGas voluntarily committed to 20% RNG core deliveries by 2030. And we'll continue to make progress on this front. Um, and we're really tracking as, as an interim goal by the end of 2022, we have committed to getting 5% onto our system. So today, 100% of the RNG um, is going to the transportation sector as transportation fuel because of the low carbon fuel standard credits, which is designed to encourage the use of cleaner, low carbon transportation fuels in California, and really encourage less use of petroleum and dependence on GHG emission um, type fuels. So, um, and in California, also Senate Bill 1440, which was passed in 2018, requires the CPUC to consider adopting RNG targets or goals for natural gas utilities. So we may see additional targets um, and goals come online in the horizon. Um, but right now, I think we are tracking well with our 5% by end of 2022 and 20% by
1: 2030. That is incredible. And, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, I had one of your partners on Go Green Radio, Energia, uh, came on to talk about, you know, their Rialto plant, and that was very exciting. But, you know, what are Mm -hmm. some of the challenges, Michelle, that you see to achieving your RNG goal? Is there a sufficient supply of renewable gas feedstock at the moment, or what kinds of challenges will you have to overcome?
2: Well, one thing we need to keep in mind is that RNG is one piece of the long-term solution, albeit an important one, because it works in two ways to reduce GHGs. It keeps emissions from waste sources from going into the air or the atmosphere, and it also reduces the amount of traditional natural gas that is being used, which further helps to decarbonize. Um, we believe that there is sufficient RNG supply, um across the board when we look at the national supply. And according to the December 2019 American Gas Foundation RNG study, it shows that there is sufficient RNG resources to reduce up to 95% of emissions from the entire residential natural gas sector nationwide uh, from a combustion perspective. So in addition to that, um, you know, you mentioned Energia connecting mm-hmm. onto our system. There are more than 157 operational RNG facilities in California.
1: Wow. With
2: another 76 under construction and another 79 planned. Mm-hmm. And those numbers are probably changing every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just to illustrate that there's a great level of investments in the space, um, and we do know that there will be challenges in achieving our RNG goals in the mm-hmm. absence of a good structured regulatory framework for cost recovery as a regulated utility mm-hmm. um, and, you know, requiring a renewable portfolio standard, much like the electric generation side. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, we are in a good position from a feedstock standpoint.
1: Well, that's great news, and you know, a lot of our listeners are very interested in public policy, so talk to us just a little bit more about what a favorable regulatory framework would include.
2: I'm glad your listeners are interested in public policy. First, public (laughs) policies are important because they um, they are a set of activities that governments engage in for the purpose of creating change in our economy and society. And they promote optionality and flexibility that allow us to reach our societal goals. Um, And we need multiple pathways and solutions to get there, um, or we may not be successful in reaching our goals. Second, policies provide the space for innovation that creates those paths to success. They provide signals for industries and markets and support incentives for investments both of these things together help to manage risk and uncertainty. So we can probably spend an entire hour talking about various <laughs> policy, but the one thing that comes to, mount, to mind for me that is paramount to enabling the clean energy um, future really are policies that promote, promote leveraging and optimizing existing infrastructure for both the electric and gas grid as a complementary energy ecosystem.
1: Interesting. Interesting. We're gonna we're gonna take a quick commercial break, but we have so much more to talk about. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this.
0: News. Your voice counts. Call toll free one 866 1-86-472-5787. 866 472 5787 VoiceAmerica.com. World. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas.
1: Welcome back to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you could join us. And if you've just tuned in, let me catch you up. Our guest today is Michelle Sim, and she is the Director of Sustainability for the Southern California Gas Company, also known as SoCal Gas. You know, we've been talking about renewable natural gas or RNG, um, but how do you see RNG and hydrogen playing a role in the energy transition, Michelle? Uh, renewable natural gas
2: or RNG and hydrogen will play an increasingly important role in the energy transition. Um, one of the most essential ingredients to the clean energy future is renewable gases. Gas, like electricity, can be renewable, and it is one of the tools in our toolbox. Green gases, both RNG and hydrogen, really holds a promise to be a key part of every nation's future for both heat and power, as well as clean fuels. We see this happening across the globe in the UK, France, Korea, Australia, Japan. Um, And here's a few reasons why. Uh, First, RNG solves a big methane emissions problem. I love RNG because it presents an opportunity to take the waste we produce in society and not only prevent the emissions from going into atmosphere, but it presents the opportunity to use that waste as a fuel. Talk about Mm -hmm. sustainability. Talk about Mm -hmm. circular economy. This is what we're doing. And as you mentioned, Energia was on your show not too long ago talking about this very topic. Mm -hmm. Now, if we're truly driving for net zero GHG emissions, you need GHG negatives in that equation. And if you look at renewable gas um, and RNG, it does that in a big way. And um, if you look at the certification process that is required, um, the only recognized negative carbon intensity pathways you'll see um, is a result of using renewable natural gas as the fuel in trucks and buses today, or using it to create renewable electricity and renewable hydrogen. So, renewable gases will play a huge role today, and it'll play an even larger role in the future And on the topic of hydrogen, which is something I have invested a lot of time in for the past several years, it's fantastic because it's a gaseous energy carrier, but the beautiful thing is that it's not a greenhouse gas. And, um, you know, there are multiple ways to produce hydrogen, but I think the most important point is that hydrogen gives us the ability to increase the renewable electric generation portfolio that we have. So, to increase renewable electricity generation, hydrogen um, will help us uh, meet that goal because Mm -hmm. without it, we will invariably hit an electric generation wall, renewable electricity generation wall, without um, long-duration storage, which which today is not available. We only have Mm -hmm. short-duration energy storage, so without that, hydrogen plays an, a really critical role in that. And last, and anything but least, it's the role of green gases in existing infrastructure. Much of the infrastructure to support green gases already exists today. As mm-hmm. I mentioned um, when I described SoCal Gas, um, we have over 100,000 miles of this infrastructure, um, and it doesn't account for the rest of the nation or the world. This is just in our service territory, and we really need to leverage the existing infrastructure and not abandon it, because infrastructure, unlike other things, can be repurposed, and that's exactly what we're looking to do today, um, even with our 20% renewable gas goal.
1: Is there any new infrastructure that would need to be put in place in order for hydrogen to reach its full potential? Well, the fact is that much of the infrastructure needed for hydrogen to serve its
2: purpose is already in place in the form of the existing gas grid. Uh-huh. Um, and really, the gas grid has been and will remain an indispensable driver of decarbonization. Simply put, if the goal is clean, affordable energy and resilient energy system, California needs the gas grid. And when we look at you know various studies happening, um, really the highly resilient underground pipeline system is expected to be compatible with blends of hydrogen in our system. As for new infrastructure, I do think that we will need dedicated hydrogen pipelines for industrial clusters um, that would need help to quickly decarbonize, um, as well as the transportation sector Um, that may need dedicated pipelines but also not only fuels, but also for carbon management. I don't know if you have heard about direct air capture technology that captures carbon in the air. What do we do with it? We may need new infrastructure and pipelines to carry that carbon so that we can sequester it or take it to a partner that can use that to create products that they need it for today. So some of this may be new, but... Some of it may be where we repurpose some of our existing gas infrastructure and redesign how we use the the gas grid today and how we plan to use it in the future. So Mm -hmm. it's not clear how much new infrastructure we'll need, but um, there will be some. And this is part of the ongoing work.
1: Right. Absolutely. You know, it sounds like SoCal Gas has a very bright future, Michelle. Can you talk about some of the exciting projects that you have coming up in the near future? Absolutely. I think the future
2: specifically, the energy future is is really exciting. Um, The last time we had this type of an energy transition was probably 100 years ago, give or take. Mm -hmm. And SoCal Gas is really excited about the work that we're doing and the work that's ahead of us. Our R&D program, which is our research, development, and um, uh, design program, is spearheading a broad spectrum of low and zero carbon technologies with hundreds of clean energy projects in the pipeline. Um, a lot of our work is in partnership with the United States Department of Energy, California Energy Commission, local air management districts, and industry experts and partners. Um, our projects; some of the projects are longer range. But many are within grasp today, and we're exploring the suitability of our existing network. Again, more than 100,000 miles of our pipeline for transporting these clean fuels. Another area that is exciting for us uh, with hydrogen blending, late last year, um, we filed an application with the CPUC in partnership with our other investor-owned utilities in the state of California, and um, SoCal Gas and SDG&E um, postured a hydrogen blending demonstration program. It really is a series of um, hydrogen blending demonstration projects that will help us safely incorporate hydrogen into the gas system. And we expect to have more news to share about this um, in our demonstration later this year. And cool. finally, in December, we also mentioned our plan's to build a state-of-the-art demonstration project, the first of its kind in the U.S., called the H2 Hydrogen Home. This really showcases how hydrogen can play a role in carbon neutrality mm-hmm. in the state of the project, um, and, um, and we'll be kicking that off um, later this spring, and stay tuned, stay tuned for more on that.
1: Absolutely. We'll have to have you back on to talk about how that goes. You know, Michelle, sustainability encompasses many things. And when I look at your company's webpage on sustainability, I see that you've had a company green team since 2010. What is the Mm -hmm. responsibility of that team and and who serves on it?
2: Yeah, the green team is uh, an amazing group of volunteers, of employees, actually. Um, from diverse departments across the organization that advocate for actions that reduce our impact on the environment. This really exemplifies the passion and heart that each of our employees have for our planet um, and their role in advancing sustainable actions within our organization and to have influence on others. So the Green Team's mission really is to advance the company's green culture and environmental sustainability action through communication, education, and really inspiring conservation, energy efficiency,
1: recycling, and waste reduction in the workplace and at home. Mm -hmm. And I did see, you know, of course, you guys are doing so much work on clean energy, but I did see that part of your sustainability work includes managing solid waste. Talk to us a little bit about the company's efforts to reduce, reuse, and recycle. Sure. Um, Well, internally, we have
2: quite a few initiatives. So we have um, what we call Stop the Hub, and that's a paperless pay stub that helps save paper and GHG emissions resulting from air and ground transportation delivery of those pay stubs to SoCal Gas employees. Now, it's estimated that 500 trees are saved annually as a result of just this one Stop the Hub stub initiative. Uh, We also have what we call stamp-out styrofoam. Um, So our supply management group developed and implemented a sustainable purchasing policy. Um, And as a result, purchase of styrofoam is discouraged, and uh, we have replaced that with personal and company-sponsored ceramic coffee mugs. Um, We've encouraged our catering partners to offer compostable and recyclable materials, um, and it, it really has made a difference in the overall, um, mentality and behavior here at SoCal Gas. We also have implemented customer paperless building, uh, billing. Um, SoCal Gas continues to encourage its customers to opt in for paperless billing. So as of March 2021, over 3 million accounts have enrolled in paperless billing, which is estimated to have saved over 32,000 pounds of paper a year. Um, and that translates to saving trees. Um, in that, terms of, awesome. uh, go ahead. No, go right ahead. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and the only thing I'll, I'll mention on um, additional, you know, solid waste management. Um, as you mentioned, um, you know, you had energy on here a couple weeks ago, and landfill diversion is a really important aspect um, that we really hold valuable at our organization. There have been two interconnections onto our pipeline directly uh, from a company called CR&R in Paris and Energia in Rialto. And what they do is they take household waste and, and create usable, renewable energy that we can use. Um, and I think that's one of the most meaningful ways that we've been able to divert um, solid waste.
1: Well, and I, I think that's so incredible because it's your view of sustainability and your company's view of sustainability is so comprehensive. And it extends beyond uh, just the product that you sell, which is, you know, an energy product. I mean, you're really getting into all facets of your operation, all facets of your impact on the environment. And that's That's a solid strategy. That's what company sustainability should be about. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, but don't go away, folks. We've got much more Go Green Radio right after this.
0: Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess, how much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%?
1: Welcome back to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad to have you on with us today. We are talking with Michelle Sim, the Director of Sustainability for SoCal Gas. And Michelle, I know that you guys have something that's called the Energy Resource Center. Talk to us about that and why this is a a model for energy-efficient design and construction.
2: Absolutely. Um, The Energy Resource Center... Um, or what we, rec- we refer to as the ERC, um, is a showcase facility where business customers can learn about energy efficiency and environmental, environmentally sensitive building technologies so that they can make informed choices about energy consumption and conservation. Um, the innovation in the building design and construction when it was first built in 1995 earned um, California's first, quote unquote, Energy Star Building Award and more recently, uh, the Lead um, O&M Platinum Certification. Now, um. the ERC is in the areas of air quality, combustion, climate control, residential new construction, food service equipment as well, um, and we have ISO 17025 certified food service testing labs where different restaurants can come and test out the energy-efficient equipment and make sure it works for them and their foods. And customers can also receive technical um, assistance
1: in environmental and conservation information resources and guides. That is so cool. I want to visit one of these days. That sounds like a really (laughs) cool place, like a little learning laboratory. That's awesome. Yes. You know, Michelle, a lot of our listeners... are people who would love to have a job like yours, um, but they're not sure what kind of education they need to pursue or what kinds of opportunities to take advantage of. Can you share a little bit more about your background and education and your path to your current role as the Director of Sustainability at SoCal Gas?
2: Would be happy to. Um, You know, I'm in Angelino. I grew up here, but I did go up north where you're at. Uh, for a degree uh, from the University of California, Berkeley. So go Bears! Um, <laughs> and believe it or not, <laughs> I started my career as a primary school first grade teacher in South Central Los Angeles. That was really where my passion was at. Um, but throughout my career, um, I've been very fortunate to have had opportunities to try new things, um, and in particular, new initiatives. Like when I went from primary school teacher at the Los Angeles Unified School District to the management side, there were a lot of changes happening. So I got to learn a lot of new skills. And I think the biggest thing I would say is just being open to those new experiences and not being afraid of them. Um, My careers allowed me to have a lot of what I call first you know, the first energy building standards for school construction when before LEED standards were available, um, you know, the first in spearheading um, the first energy management plan for the school district when we didn't have one. Um, the first to look at compressed natural gases for buses, um, school buses, that was very new, but it was a first and it was exciting. Um, so I grew a lot in the various roles that I've had, Um And from the public sector, I went to the private sector and um, joined a completely different, um, you know, role in a capacity with a global architecture and engineering uh, company called Parsons. And I grew a lot in that role because it was very different from the public sector. And navigating how to optimize a global workforce and developing technology uh, was new for me. But again, I kept an open mind and I embraced it and I worked hard. And when I came to SoCal Gas almost eight years ago, um, I had quite a few different roles. Um, and I've been a part of our commercial and industrial customer groups, codes and standards, clean transportation, and tackling really um, you know, challenges, but also looking at strategic growth initiatives like renewable natural gas and hydrogen and carbon capture. And I think what I would say is in each and every role, um, I left myself open to the experience. I immersed myself. Into the subject task and initiative. And um, what I kept myself open to is to be a constant learner. Um, My entire professional career has shaped me to adapt quickly, be proactive, and to collaborate effectively, because that's a really big part of what we do today and how we're going to go into the future.
1: I love that. I, I think that's that's a really inspiring journey that you've been on. You know, some of our listeners are students; um, they're younger folks who, you know, they listen into Go Green Radio, and they may be interested in a career in sustainability or energy. Um, what advice do you have for them, Michelle?
2: You know, when I think about sustainability or energy, we're talking about shaping the future. And as we shape the future, there are three things that come to mind very clearly for me. Clean, safe, innovative. Um, and to touch on these really quickly, um, clean, the explanation is actually quite simple and straightforward. We mean increased renewable penetration of the, of the grid, uh, solar and wind energy, and electrification where it makes sense. And one of the biggest essential ingredients to Uh, Increased electrification and renewable penetration is going to be renewable gases, as we talked about. Mm -hmm. Safe. Safety is paramount for us and truly our number one priority. Um, And innovation. Gosh, for me, innovation makes a difference and amplifies positive impact. Those are the two things that innovation does. And it can be described in three words, decarbonization, diversification, and digitalization. And this is really why I truly believe in what we are doing here at SoCal Gas to build the cleanest,
1: safest, and most innovative energy company in America. Well, and it's exciting to be part of because, you know, when you think about the impact that energy has on our lives, it's so much more than powering our computers and our, our phones and our gadgets. I mean, our our clean water systems depend on energy. Um, the way we get food um, requires energy. And so it really is such a bedrock um, piece of the kind of society and civilization that that we want to maintain and grow and so being a part of that I think is just so exciting and there's so many paths I mean just you know in your own story starting from you know being an educator to now becoming the director of sustainability for one of the largest gas distribution companies In North America, it just goes to show that if you want a career in sustainability, there's just, there's not just one way to plug in. There's not just one uh, major that you should look at if you go to college. Um, There's just so many ways to plug into this. Um, You know, for anybody who might- Yeah, go right ahead. Um, you know, for anyone who might be listening in Southern and Central California, can you share more about the types of careers that SoCal Gas might be hiring for?
2: Absolutely. SoCal Gas is always looking for new talent to bring into our companies. We have so many areas within our business everything from engineering, construction, to environmental jobs, to public policy, marketing, HR, diversity and inclusion, and so much more. Um, And as I shared earlier, you know, starting out as a primary school teacher, I brought the talents and skills to every job I went to. As much as I was a school teacher, you know, 20-some-odd years ago, um, not to age myself, I do more (laughs) educating, I do more of an educational outreach function today than I did 20 years ago.
1: Interesting. Talk talk
2: about skills that translate and transfer, right? Yeah. Yeah. and, and I've tremendously grown. So if any of this resonates with the listeners, I encourage them to visit us at socalgas.com slash careers for more information. There's new jobs and openings all the time. But learn about our company. Reach out to someone. I, I know people in, internally within the organization will be happy to share um, about our company.
1: That's awesome. You know, in the final moments that we have left in the show, what parting thoughts would you like to leave with our listeners, Michelle?
2: I can't believe we've already run out of time. Um, (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for hours. You know, I think what I'd like to impart on the listeners is that the clean energy future is very possible with an integrated energy ecosystem where electric and gas grids are seen as one Leveraging all of the technologies and all of the solutions that we have to make today and those that we'll create tomorrow. Um, And Jill, you have a motto that I absolutely love. Um, It may be be because I have three kids of my own, but your motto, (laughs) motto is, it's not enough to prepare our children for the future. We must prepare the future for our children and I think this is exactly what we are doing here. And SoCal Gas is really excited about shaping the future for our children. And our climate commitment to net zero GHG emissions by 2045 will not only lead California to reaching its carbon neutrality goals, but it really will also position SoCal Gas as the cleanest. Safest and most innovative energy company in North America. And I really encourage um, any of the listeners that have not had a chance to look at our climate commitment to go to SoCalGas.com. Um, and I know
1: it's on our mission page, it's on our clean energy page, um, and it there's very inspiring. It is inspiring. Thank you so much, Michelle. And thanks to all of our listeners for joining us. We'll be here same time, same place next week with more Go Green Radio. Until then, have a wonderful week and do something in your life to go green.